0: Welcome to the Marketing Stir podcast by Starista, probably the most entertaining marketing podcast you're going to put in your ears. I'm Jared Walls, Associate Producer and Starista's Creative Copy Manager. The goal of this podcast is to chat with industry leaders to get their take on the current challenges of the market, but also have a little fun along the way. In this episode, Vincent and AJ chat with Andrew Koenig, President at City Furniture. He tells the story of how his father and uncle's waterbed selling endeavor evolved to south florida's number one furniture retailer he also goes in depth about the company's supply chain as well as the rebirth of the waterbed aj is just waking up and vincent loves to party give it a listen
1: ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of the marketing stir brought to you by starista i of course am one of your hosts Vincent Petrofessa, the Vice President of B2B Products and Partnerships here at Starista. I love doing this podcast, and I'm so glad that Starista allows me to do it. Starista, who are we? First of all, we are an identity marketing company. We own our own business-to-business and business-to-consumer databases. We help customers contact those records, email marketing, OTT connected TV, display, digital. We help you get new customers. Email me, vincent at starista.com. That is how confident I am. I just gave you my email address. Ah, I may regret that. I won't, I'm kidding. I don't have many regrets in life. One regret I don't have certainly is joining this company because of this next man, my CEO, my commander in chief here at Starista. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. AJ Gupta. What's going on, AJ?
2: Hey, Winston. What a, what a cheerful way to start the day. I was just I, waking up here. So. Uh, yeah, you See.
1: are. It's early there in San Antonio. <laughs> I'm here in New York. Our guest is uh, calling in from Florida. I know it is uh, early morning here. What well, are the earlier podcasts that, that we've done, but it's okay. I've got my creme brulee latte from Starbucks. Starbucks is not a sponsor of the podcast, but if you'd like to send me a uh, gift card, please do. One day, one day we'll get Starbucks. But you know, we don't, uh, we don't need Starbucks. We don't need them. AJ, how are you doing this morning? You good?
2: I am. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, it's uh, end of the year. So a lot of stuff going on, but it's all uh, good busy. We're on track to have a great year. So can't complain too much.
1: Can't complain. Indeed. It's been uh it's been a, you know, tumultuous year, but it's been a, Uh, You know, we've been able to weather the storm as as of many, uh, you know, hopefully many people have where we're hoping that, but it is not easy during this time. But I'm very proud to bring you a a special guest today, Marketing Stir, because there's a, a variety of different reasons I love this guest family company serving a need right now right a lot of people are wondering what to do with their homes Whether they're at home a little more Uh, you know the delivery they're not 12 months back ordered right i love this story about this uh, this next guest i love the company city furniture sneak peek ladies and gentlemen please a warm marketing stir welcome to the president of city furniture andrew koenig what's going on andrew
3: Hey, Vincent and AJ. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it very much.
1: No problem. It's great having you, Andrew. I love the City Furniture story. I want to dig deeper into it. But for those of the listeners and viewers who don't know City Furniture, tell us about the business.
3: So uh, we're a family business here in South Florida. Started 49 years ago as a waterbed uh, retailer. Uh, yep. We were founded by uh, my father and my uncle, a couple of hippies that uh, essentially <laughs> were sales associates, they built the waterbeds, they, they delivered them, they did everything. And um, uh, you know, over uh, the last 49 years, we've now grown into South Florida's number one furniture retailer and working on central Florida right now and beyond. So, um, you know, family business, uh, we love what we do. We love everything home furnishings. And, um, you know, it's a very big passion for us. So,
1: that's awesome, Andrew. And yes, as far as the retail stores there in the South Florida area, but City Furniture, you could you deliver all over the country. People could go right to the website, cityfurniture.com. Yep. And yep. Um, yeah,
3: I, got, I and, got plenty of friends in New York and San Antonio and, uh, that uh, uh, have gone to our website, and we ship wherever. So uh, we got a great domestic shipping, international export shipping business. So, uh, but yeah, we also have about 34 stores here in South and Central Florida. And uh, a good online business. So, uh, but uh, we're 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 focused on that long-term growth. So, what's different from us from our, most retailers out there? We buy our land, we build our stores, so that we're able to weather through these these downturns in the economy, no matter what's coming at us. So, we're paying off that mortgage as as quickly as possible. That's it's one of the secret sauces of why we've been around for the last 49 years, and hopefully, the next 49 years
1: yeah i love that and i, and I want to we'll, we'll dig deeper into some of the the growth that, that you've had and, and some of the plans for you know the, the the next year and beyond but andrew as president of city furniture you know walk me through some of the day-to-day what are you involved in you work in manufacturing you're working with uh leases property you know what are you doing
3: yeah so so i mean you know we're like any other business we've got a marketing team a sales team so i'm 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 working with the heads of all departments, marketing, merchandising, sales, human resources, real estate, you know, technology. So, uh, you know, I, t- I try to uh, help our team, you know, set the vision and, uh, um, you know, uh, put, support them with the resources and, and budget and anything they need to really execute those goals. And, um, you know, I think in, in my role, you know, one of the most important things is just trying to see three, four, five, you know, 10 years out where, where the business needs to go and evolve and, just help be there for my my direct reports in the C-suite to uh, help them really execute, uh, you know, all their individual departmental strategies to the next levels. I, I do a lot of work with our vendors. There's a lot of travel and, and cross-shopping the competition, not only in the U.S., but around the world. Uh, I'm extremely mobile now, you know, more than I've ever thought I'd be with COVID-19. So uh, not as much travel, but I'm, I'm, you know, to to conferences or stuff like that, but still, Mobile, seeing stores, you know, traveling the country to make sure that, you know, we're on the cutting edge of all aspects of our business. And uh, um, man, I'm everywhere. <laughs> Love it,
2: Andrew. Growing up, being in a family business environment, is this something you always knew you wanted to do, or was it just expected that you would do it?
3: Yeah, my my, my father uh, never pressured me one way or the other. I actually wanted to be a professional golfer. Went to college for for golf and tried to go as as far as I could there, and uh, realized that those pro golfers were on another level. And uh, um, and uh, so so that was an early dream of mine. And and then uh, after I realized ah, that it's not going to work out for me, um, I I really surprisingly fell in love with accounting and uh, finance and. Uh, Really started to realize in college that business was very competitive and I'm a pretty competitive guy. I love problem solving. I love, you know, trying to be the best at whatever I do. And um, I really have been, have just had a, a hunger for business and really taking our business to the next level. And our industry is a really cool industry and a fun industry, competitive style design, technology, retail experience. You get to see customers, you know, physically happy, like on Black Friday weekend this weekend was awesome to see. So I think I fell in love with business, you know, as soon as I realized I couldn't be a pro golfer and I've been doing everything in our business ever since. And uh, I really enjoy it. It's not work. It is just a hundred percent passion and love.
2: That's great. Similar story here. I wanted to be a professional tennis player until I realized uh, in college how difficult it's going to be. <laughs>
3: Ah uh, cool cool <laughs> uh
2: so kind of how have how has the brand become kind of where it is today what's uh, is there kind of marketing secret that you guys have brand building? Tell us a little bit about how you guys have come to where you are today
3: yeah so so to be honest, I think being in South Florida, kind of like New York or in l a like I think you 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 you're you, you get to see some of the best brands the 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 best styles. Uh, um, kind of where markets are going, where consumers are going um, from a design standpoint. So I think, you know, that has influenced our brand ever since the very beginning. And really we've been very fortunate to be based out of South Florida. Um, and I think we were more gut and now we're getting, you know, the last four or five years more analytical. You know, we do customer personas, journey maps. Uh, we do research studies, brand tracking surveys. We're constantly asking our questions in the market um, you know, what's going on, how are they shopping? What are they like? What do they don't like? And I think what's also helped over the last four or five years, our, our team has really gotten a lot younger. So with our older expertise on our team, which is extremely important in all aspects of our business, and with this younger millennial leader in our organization and just millennials period in our company, I think together we've we've worked together to create a pretty on, on uh, I, I think on on a target brand marketing strategy, more data, more science, more, but with, but still with that, some of that old school gut and feel and, and constantly check and adjust.
1: Hmm. Uh, Andrew, I uh, first of all, I love this story. It's like two, two hippies, <laughs> you know, yeah, I guess hippies water, water beds, water beds, even, this is not my question. Not one of my official questions, but do, do water beds still exist?
3: Yeah, we actually we actually reinvented it uh, a That's couple awesome. years ago. We brought it back. We partner with the inventor of the waterbed. They're on our floors right now in all of our showrooms, and uh, I actually sleep on one of my guest bedrooms. Uh, That's uh, awesome. Whenever my kids kick me out of my bed, and I it's it's some of the best sleep I get because you just float. It's awesome. It's, the brain is called afloat. Afloat. That is
1: awesome. That is awesome.
3: You know, Andrew, because this
1: is the marketing stir, we do like to get down into the nitty gritty and just, you know, you've been successful. And we want to share with our listeners what are some of the marketing channels that you use, you know, locally and then nationally to increase your business, increase new customers' awareness?
3: Uh, I think we're pretty much on all you know, all marketing channels, uh, we're, we're online digital TV, um, you know, paid social, you name it, um, all, all digital advertising methodologies, streaming services, radio, um, shoot. We use billboards, jerk mail, is still important to us. Uh, we do catalogs where our catalogs, one of the most profitable things we do from an ROI standpoint, um, traditional TV, local TV, uh, so, so we're fortunate that our business has is, is, is been doing well these last few years. So, we're really trying to, we're truly trying to be as uh, uh, as efficient as possible in, in all channels. And we have a great analytics team that constantly provides our marketers data to 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 see how we're doing and where we're making gains and where we're where we're not, and readjusting our budget and changing our models so that we can continuously improve. So, we're pretty much everywhere. <laughs>
1: and andrew you talked about efficiency one of the things i read about city furniture is your fleet your shipping fleet you know the talk about like you know the teslas right is it i would love to hear more about the tesla semis
3: yeah so we're one of the very few furniture retailers in the country where our fleet is actually our own our drivers we we're really proud of that and uh we pay them we pay them well great health insurance you name it so you know, controlling that last mile experience is really critical. So once we made that leap, we really put the time and energy to have the right green uh, 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 trucks. So all of our trucks, our delivery trucks are compressed natural gas. We did um, just partner with Tesla, ordered a whole bunch of uh, uh, Tesla semis uh, that we're actually probably going to double or triple orders um, uh, because there's a lot of uh with with three four warehouses in in south and central florida there's a lot of you can imagine a lot of inventory floating back and forth to all of our warehouses so those semis are going to be really really critical for us
2: and andrew how has the pandemic affected your business both retail and online
3: um the biz, the, the the pandemic obviously mid march early april uh big scare um and you know everything being shut down stores being shut down at that time that was still about 95 percent of our sales were coming through stores um uh, but then we, we we have a really strong technology platform and so we you know a lot of that business shifted online once we realized and i think once consumers realized um this stay-at-home economy this shift to you know people staying home their importance to their home was higher than ever. It's now their restaurant, it's now their staycation, it's now their homeschooling. Uh, you know, I think as as those trends in consumer behavior started happening in April, May, June, uh, we started to see our sales come back. And with the strong technological background, online presence, web chat, sales phone calls, I mean, we were doing virtual appointments, hold all of our sales associates, 900 of them have sales, sales iPads. We're walking around the store, showing the customers the product. They're literally asking us to stand in front of it, you know, to visualize the height, the width, whatever. Uh, and uh, we offered, in, when it was appropriate, we offered in-store, safe, online, one-store private appointments. So technology was really absolutely core to helping us adopt to this consumer behavior. And then the customer was just buying in 20 different ways that we didn't expect. And, uh, you know, furniture is pretty essential when you're being asked to stay at home. So demand really picked up uh, through the roof. And um, happy to say we're actually on track. You know, now, you know, fast forward, we're in November. We're on track to beat our original goals that we set in January pre-pandemic that we even knew was coming. So uh, but, but overall, the home is more important than ever. Huge shift in share of wallet to the home. Anything to do with home? If you try to get a pool right now. Try to get a root, Get your roof done. It's like a, it's a one to two year waiting list. I've heard all across the country. Uh, so, so our business is on, uh, um, uh, you know, in in great need and great demand. I watched a, a lot of little old ladies walk into our store even during the pandemic, saying, "I need a freaking mattress. This is essential <laughs> to me. Give me, give me. I need a mattress today." You know, and um, so I think. You know, I think uh, uh, a lot of furniture retor- retailers out there, we had to close down from, you know, state mandates and and such. Um, but furniture is pretty, pretty, pretty essential when you're asked to stay at home all the time.
2: And Andrew, for those of us who have not had a chance to go to one of your retail locations, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what is the audience that you cater to? Is it uh, kind of mid-market? Is it uh uh, higher priced furniture how would you kind of describe the uh, uh furniture that you are selling
3: yeah so our, our boxes for our stores are really big um are our, our, our newer model is around 120,000 square foot store so really huge store bigger you know sometimes bigger than a home depot wow. and uh um uh so we have all price points you want starting price point uh we cater big time in that middle market and then we'll have kind of what we call lower high end we don't we don't want to go too high. That's a different clientele, but we really cater to a pretty large market. Uh, and then um, we within there we have different lifestyles. We have modern, we have coastal, we have traditional. Uh, even though traditional is slowly slowly uh, dying off here, but we have multiple styles within there. So we're really trying to cater to whatever furniture needs and budget you really have. Unless you're the the ultra high end, you might not shop us. But uh, um, so that kind of gives you an idea. Uh, what we're trying to sell and and we we're big into home accidents some furniture retailers around the country don't go after the home accent base we we really believe in it uh so we want to get that repeat shopping as much as possible
2: got it great and,
3: and oh sorry go ahead Andrew.
2: Andrew. and then for the kind of the brick and mortar store experience obviously for personally for me buying furniture it's very important other types of retail are shutting down or uh, pretty minimized as to what they used to be uh, how do you see kind of the future of the uh, traditional brick and mortar versus online
3: so for the furniture retail space um we, you know, you buy a sofa every like four to eight years. I think the average Americans around every eight years. So think of, that's a lot different than going to a store like once a week. Oh, I got to go back to the store. Like you're buying a sofa every four to eight years. It's not that big of a hassle to drive 15 minutes to a store. So the store is still super critical. Um, And then I would say, uh, uh, but, but, you know, just like we saw in the pandemic, my wife, she wants to shop when she wants to shop, where she wants to shop. And you better be able to execute that shopping experience, however she wants, when she wants it. It's, I can't understand her, but she's like typical mom, you know, just on her own agenda and you got to have the ability to do whatever. So we need that big box. So when she wants to come into that store and shop and see everything and get in and get out, but we also have to have that online capability to have a quick seamless, fast, awesome customer experience. And, and, and that's where we see the world, you know, who knows where the percentage of shift, you know, how much is in store, how much is online. I could tell you from this past Black Friday weekend, uh, I've never seen uh, furniture stores uh, as busy uh, all across the markets that I uh, competitively shop. And you know, it is a very emotional purchase. It's it's a big ticket. You know, who who I want to touch and feel. If I'm going to spend 500 bucks, I still buy my TVs, you know, to Best Buy because I want to go talk to the sales guy and buy it, touch it. It's a big dollar amount for me. Uh, Some people are different, but but I, I think we're. You know, we're, we're prepared for both.
1: We've spoken to a f- uh, some other retailers and, and, and e-commerce companies. And for me personally, I like, regardless of the product, like certain things, you know, you can order online if I need diapers for my little one. I don't need to go to a store and get that. But there's certain things, even even for me, clothing, especially furniture. I'm, I'm a Best Buy guy too. I go in and I'm, you know, asking questions about the TV. And so my question is, I mean, you've, you've, were born into the business, you know, right. You, you, this is, sure. so you've seen it all these years. Tell us a few major changes that you've noticed from like when, you know, your father and uncle first started the business to now, like, what have you noticed? Like, Oh, wow, this is really different. And this is the, you know, the way it happened.
3: Yeah. I think, uh, uh, you know, i've been with us full-time for the last 16 years um and um i would say technology's at the forefront that comes to my mind to that that question you know we are we say this all the time we're trying to we're we're trying to become a technology company that sells furniture not a furniture company that has some technology i mean that's our kind of mindset is we need to be very data driven very technological savvy uh um if we want to really execute uh, at the highest levels in the furniture retail game. We know, you know, we're not, you know, and this. Is no disrespect to any of our, customers, our competitors, but the big, you know, you know, 800 pound gorilla is Amazon. And we gotta, we gotta be on that level of uh, data driven, uh, 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 continuous improvement, you know, you know capabilities and, and technologies at the forefront of that. So, so I think over the last 15 years, huge investments there uh, in all aspects of our business, every single department, okay? so um uh, the other one i would say the evolution of our brand of, re- of really trying to appeal to uh you know a cooler hipper we you know i'm, I'm 37 i i do not want to be the old school furniture store i want to be that h m that that hip stylish furniture store that everybody says is a cool spot that everybody loves to go we got wine bars you want to walk to our store with a beer uh and shop and have a design experience for your design you know we want you to have a phenomenal, beautiful, cool shopping experience with really fantastic salespeople that would just cater to your every need. So I think that brand customer experience has been something that we've definitely worked on and we're, we are seeing that we are being hip, we are being cool, and, and we're just as good at the West Elms or the Crane Barrows in our market and really you know, having that style brand component. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, no it doesn't. It kind of leads me into my, my my next question. It was you know you touched upon it Andrew but you know how
1: would you say Sydney Furniture differentiates themselves from some of the bigger brands out there?
3: Yeah, I think you know our our big beautiful stores all the product in the world, great prices, great style. I mean, I hate to be cliché and just say it's all about the product and the pricing, but our our products gorgeous, the price is awesome, the quality is awesome. We actually have it in stock. And if you want same day, next day, you know, that's a part, that's a really hard thing to compete against. And, and we got great salespeople that will really, you know, again, it's a very big purchase for a lot of people. So we got great salespeople that will just take, take great care of you through that entire, you know, and for some scary experience to spend a lot of money and, and make sure you get what you need. And uh, um, so I think, you know, the product, the pricing, the quality, the style—great customer experience in store—and then that fast delivery is is pretty pretty key. I mean, you, you see it with Amazon; they're focusing on just the core things, right? Just all right, two day to one day to same day. You know, you know, we just need to continuously focus on on getting faster, quicker, better with our customers, and you know, we'll continuously you know grow this business. But uh, I, I think you know that we're doing it with style. So if you check out our catalog, if you check out our website, if you check out our social platforms, you're you're seeing that we're doing it with style. We're 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 look we're looking cool, in my opinion. I'm really proud of our marketing creative team taking us to the next level.
2: And Andrew, it sounds to me you you actually had me at beer in a furniture store. Yeah. I do think I've uh, <laughs> seen that before. So, I mean, in a place like Texas, I could see that going over very well, right? We like to have our drinks at all yep. times. Uh, are there any plans to expand locations in other states as well?
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, again, we're a family business. We, we want to expand, but we got 2,500 family members at City, and um, we want to do it very carefully. You know, we didn't plan for COVID-19, but we knew something was coming. And we were able to get through that piece of cake. So I think we're gonna expand as fast as we can carefully to protect our people and grow our business and be able to weather whatever storms coming, which we know is coming. We just don't know when or where or what. And uh, I think this year is a perfect example of that. So we're pretty focused on executing uh, Central Florida right now, and then growing north into georgia after that but but i my uncle always said something that I love, and he said we're not here to be the biggest we're here to be the best, and I think if we stay focused on that, we'll continue to be the number one you know furniture retail in all markets that we're at so that's keep you know we that's how we're keeping the eye on the, on the price
2: and then you've been president now for two years, so what's been kind of like a uh, highlight or shining moment for you that you're really proud of.
3: So, amongst a lot of the things we talked about, the last two years we really executed uh, uh, what we call our five percent giving pledge. Uh, so, um, a few years ago, we looked at our our donation, our charitable givings in our community. We're really tied into our community. That's something that's really important to us. It's our seventh value, giving back and i think uh we we branded all the the community support we call it the 5% giving pledge because we we've now made it a public pledge to our community that we'll give back a minimum of 5% of our profits uh to uh, uh the community local community so i think that 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 growing our business and giving more to the community locally has strengthened our brand within the community and i think it's strengthened the culture within city so i think i think i'm proud to kind of you know, help our marketing team put that together, and I think all of us feel like every day we're coming to work, and we're really we're really living our purpose, which is to enrich people's lives and make the world a better place. And really, that's it. So I feel like you know we're not a business just trying to slang furniture and just make some money. Like we're really trying to do good in the world. So I'm really proud of that. In the last two years, um, the the second one in the last two years is really executing our 2040 Green Promise, which is trying committing to get to carbon neutral by 2040 and so those Tesla semis, 100% of our fleet compressed natural gas. We just signed a contract. Five stores are now powered by solar panels, 100% you know, you know renewable energy. I mean, I can go on and on about all of the efforts we're doing on 2040 Green Promise, and that's another feel-good man. You know, we're not here just selling furniture. We're actually we're actually living our purpose, both on the philanthropic side as well as the green side. And I think I'm really proud of like what that's making all of us feel in our hearts every day when we come to work i'm that that's what i would say
1: cool. i love that that was uh that was going to kind of be my next questions i i knew of those two th- those two initiatives and i wanted to talk about those but you touched on them so beautifully talk to me andrew about a highlight or a shining moment you would say in the last last few years five ten years for you uh personally uh, you know at city furniture Love to learn yeah. more about that.
3: Yeah. So I, th- I think, um, you know, the, what I would say is when we went from South Florida to Orlando, which is central Florida, it's a, it's a, it's a new big market. Uh, and now we have the number one, number two stores in that market, you know, very quickly. Uh, and I, it, you know, we're on track to be, you know, the, the, the number one uh, uh, furniture retailer on the market. That was a really proud moment for our company. We knew we'd been doing it in South Florida for many years but to go into a new market with your brand, with all the hard work that you've done down here, it was a big shining moment for all of us and and something that I think we're all excited to kind of take across the country, you know, carefully, strategically, but uh, um, that was a really, what are they, they going to think of us? And, uh, um, you know, I'm real proud the last year or two, uh, you know, we're definitely uh, uh, growing our, our market share there and being the you know being a number one furniture retailer in a market that didn't know you, to, you know our, our unaided brand awareness was like one or two percent, and and it's grown dramatically. And I think that was a proud moment uh, for us all. I'd say in the last five years.
1: That's awesome. And Andrew, the expansion of additional stores. I know that's that's on the horizon. Which you know you're not hearing many retailers like oh we're putting up new stores. That you don't hear. Talk to me about that, some initiatives for the new year. Is it to really also build out the national and the e-commerce presence even more?
3: Yeah, so so I'll back up a little bit. Um, Our team has executed so well through the pandemic. We actually bought a lot of real estate throughout the pandemic. So, So we're definitely looking to catapult our growth next year, the next couple of years into our existing markets, uh, our central Florida markets, our new Tampa market. So, uh, um, that's our big focus right now. Um, but it's, it's building those big, beautiful stores in those markets and really just executing a flawless customer experience with fast delivery and great people all around it. Uh, as we're doing that, um, you're, you're absolutely right. Our online uh, presence will get more stronger, uh, in, in markets that, you know, in our core outside of our core markets, so that we can ship faster, quicker, easier, uh, anywhere in the U.S. and um, you know, and beyond. Export's a huge opportunity as well. So, yeah, you'll 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 see us put more time and energy in those areas as well.
2: And Andrew, what does kind of your day to day look like? Are you uh, going to different retail locations? Tell us a little bit about you know what uh, President's job looks like for you.
3: Yeah, so I, I, I think, you know, I got a real sti- tight communication uh, strategy, with the C-suite. So we do daily calls every day at 930. Uh, so we're we're getting the pulse of the business. We're checking our KPIs. How do we do yesterday, week, month, year, understanding what gaps we have, what problems we have, you know, and then breaking, right? And then everybody's going, doing their thing, solving problems. Um, I also do a lot of touch points throughout the organization. So I'll visit our showrooms this Black Friday weekend, visit every showroom, visit our warehouses, um, you know, high five as many people as I possibly could, thank them for everything they do. And, you know, obviously keep my ear out for what are the problems, what are the issues, how can I help? Uh, and then I'll be in a lot of competitor stores. I'll be on a lot of websites. You know, you can't see it, but around me, I'm, I'm scanning uh, the furniture retail world and, uh, you know, might be online, but, um, you know, I'm trying to get that pulse and energy and, and, and just that complete overview of, of what's happening within city, what's happening within the furniture industry, and then you know, hopefully getting with our top team to, to make sure that our, our plans, our strategies, our vision are still on point. And then once we do get a line, uh, you know, every month we're really just checking in and making sure that every department's on track to execute those plans. Uh, m- now more than ever, I'm spending learning a lot more about technology, data analytics, development. I'm, I'm getting integrated more into the sprints and the teams, and hanging out with those uh, our tech teams to, to really make sure uh, we're really uh, on fire there. Because um, we really, we, you know, we you know, think we we're a 49-year retailer, right? We we've been doing deliveries for a long time. We've been doing sales uh, processes for a long time. We we know that world really well but now we need to really get the technology folks with the sales associates to make that process even better or the delivery drivers even better. Uh, so, so, you know, integrating our technology within our, our, our systems, our people, our processes and really taking those people and processes and experiences to the next level is kind of like where I'm spending a lot more of my time and energy. So a lot more technology, uh, a lot more conferences related to anything to do with technology. And, um, and then, you know, I, I talked about it, all that that community stuff is still absolutely core. I, I try to be a, a face in our local markets to make sure that they know that we're not a brand that's just in your market selling you furniture. Like, we're here to do good. So I'm on quite a few boards and um, and I'm um, trying to raise a lot of money and a lot of different co- important causes for our community. So I think, you know, it's a, I hate to say it, it's like a little of everything, you know, but, uh, but, but I feel good with what we're doing. Now the, my job is to make sure my direct reports are awesome, and I'm I'm very fortunate to have built a pretty strong team here over the last you know X number of years, and they make my job easier. <laughs> so, so uh, um, so uh, um, I can let them roll, just you know let them execute their thing, and just be there for when they when they need me.
2: So yeah, Andrew, I think you touched on a pretty big topic here. So much like you, I'm, I'm 36. I uh, hate to say that because I always think I'm 28. <laughs> uh, but I, I think one of the things people say about millennials is they really don't want to work at a place just to do a job, even if it pays them well. They need a cause or something they can see the company really get behind. So it makes a whole lot of sense on what you're doing and the track you're taking there.
3: Yeah, and I I think a lot of our, our associates see the good work in the community and just motivates them more to do better. And I, I've had conversations with associates like, oh, I wish I had some money to, you know, uh, donate for that cause. I'm like, don't worry about it. You work for city, like that's what we do. By helping grow our business, you're helping the community. You're doing your part. Don't worry about it. You know, everybody's in a different financial situation, and and uh, um, but but when you work here, you know you're you're gonna help the world get greener, and you're gonna help the community. And some really important causes that they need some help. So that's one of the other things I do is really make sure that I I understand what's going on within the community to make sure we are participating in the big things. Like obviously, what happened this summer with the Black Lives uh, uh, Matter movement. um, You know, that was a great reflection for our business. We we always had made progress on diversity inclusion, but I would anybody can easily push me and say you haven't done enough, and I would say you're right. So I think. You know, that's an area where our entire South Florida community is really a lot of CEOs down here realize that we gotta step up our game. You know, CEOs of Spirit Airlines and uh, you know, uh some of the best businesses that, that are out there down here. Um and, and and now that the whole city furniture team knows that we're we're stepping up, we're trying to be actually the example in South Florida of what an organization looks like. Uh, when it comes to diversity and inclusion. And I think everybody watches that and says, okay, that just makes me a little bit more proud to work here and and work my butt off on Black Friday weekend or whatever it may be.
2: And Andrew, you know, one of the big things with retail experience is just the sales staff that uh, greets you or does not greet you when you walk into the store. So what kind of training do you do with your salespeople? How do you train them to be kind of that friendly, inclusive environment that you're describing?
3: Yeah, uh, great question. So number one, we have a really awesome learning and development team that's constantly training our new hires and then retraining our veterans uh, and a lot of those skill sets. We got a lot of surveys that uh, provide us feedback on how well we're doing. Um, And I think we pride ourselves of not being the pushy sales team, but being the strong professional, build a relationship with you and take care of you forever sales team. Uh, And I think, you know, uh, we set goals appropriately so that we're not overpressuring our teams to just create a relationship and, and be there for each other. Uh, we got some cool, slick processes that we do to uh, make sure it's a non-pushy environment. And uh, um, uh, I think uh, we're, we're also doing daily role plays. We do a lot of role plays. I love this. We always say that even the best athletes practice. And in our stores, you come to our store at 9.30, you'll see, you know, 20 to 50 to 70 people uh, role play and practice, how they're speaking to each other on whatever whatever skills that they wanna learn, whether it's the greet, whether it's the close, whether it's the, how can I help you find the right bed? And I think that just elev- elevates our, our experience and our, our, I'm proud our, our surveys for our sales team is like a 95% professionalism. So we ask a very specific question and these people are awesome. They're really, really awesome. And uh, uh, that's so important. I think I've said it for years and I got to really see it larger than ever in these last couple of years is when that relationship, when that salesperson and that customer, whatever that customer need is in that relationship, our salesperson is the salesperson, the customer service agent, they do everything for them. So we, we cater the complete experience. You have one person to go through from beginning to end. Everybody loves that as a customer. And uh, um, but once that's done properly, Man, they don't. They don't go back. They'll. They'll say, "No, I'm only. I'm only waiting for Sarah. I'm. I'm here for Sarah. I. I will wait until Sarah. They'll come back and shop whenever Sarah's working. You know. I mean, think about that. Of wow, that's a powerful experience. They're not going to shop for furniture unless Sarah's in the building, or they're doing it with Sarah. I. I hear those stories all the time.
1: Yeah, I love hearing that. You know that it's. It's a connection. It's family. Like you said, it's family company. You even said we have 2,500 family members totally. not 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 employees you didn't say that once so that that's I love hearing that Andrew and AJ it's good to hear Andrew talk about the role play you know our own vice president of sales uh, David Bailey really relies on role play with our with some of our sales associates awesome. so I, it just keeps i think it just keeps people sharp and it just makes people learn something new objections and just keep you uh, on on your game. So that is awesome. Uh, Andrew, the 50th is coming up next year, 50th anniversary of the company. What do you, anything planned that you can share? You got to go big on that
3: one. Oh, it's, Oh, it's going nuts. It's going nuts. So, uh, (laughs) um, so our roots are Miami, obviously, you know, here in South Florida. So our old TV commercials were like Miami vice, like really cheesy, but very (laughs) memorable, uh, commercials. So, we're going to do some throwback. I'm not sure if you guys have seen the Miami Heat throwback, uh, um, you know, creative they've been doing, but we're going to be doing some old school Miami Vice neon throwback, huge party, DJs probably in a lot of stores. Uh, the offers will be insane. Uh, we we're, 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 we're very big on partying and enjoying ourselves. So please God, you know, the world will be back to normal next mm-hmm. August. Uh, but but uh, just celebrating the last fifty years, so it's going to be a huge party. That's what I'll say.
1: I love it. You hear that, AJ? I think we just celebrated our ten year, right? We got a uh, nice. We well, like to party here too at Starista. Now, now
2: that we know Andrew, I hopefully will get invited as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I got to
1: come down, and uh, that'll totally. be great. You know, uh, Andrew, as as some of the new products that you've been putting out did you kind of have to add more home office furniture you kind of already had that going
3: Uh, we we had that going but we definitely made it better Uh, you got to go after home office you got to make sure you're covered you you know in the living room the dining room you know and the patio the patio has been more important than ever right now so so yeah we definitely tighten up our lineup so get bigger and better Uh, that's just part of our continuous improvement thing for sure
2: Andrew, what's kind of a pet peeve you have about marketing or the furniture business in general that really drives you crazy?
3: I think uh there's a few aspects of our marketing that we're we're still not there when it comes to, you know, uh really applying good data to to solving our problems and and making sure we're making good bets, right? So I think we can step up our game in some of those areas. So you know, it, it, maybe not a pet peeve, but just like want to getting get 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 more analytical and le, le, less gut and feel. You got to have both. I'll, I'll never say the gut feel is never going to be there, but uh, but I just I would love to be as as analytical as possible. We're still not there in some of our channels.
2: And what does uh, kind of data mean for you from a retention perspective? How do you, as you said, people are usually buying sofas and beds only once in a while. So how do you kind of keep them engaged once they buy a sofa from you today so they have, they remember your brand?
3: Yeah, so I think uh, um, we're constantly trying to um, you know, improve our personalization, whether it's be on the website, through email, So I think that that'd be the first one, you know, if you buy a mattress today, let's not send you a mattress email tomorrow. Uh, But you know, trying to improve on all those aspects. um, uh, It's harder when you're talking four years out, you know, but I I think it's where we're at is really trying to get more better in the next, you know, three months, six months, nine months, you know, 12 months. Uh, But um, I think, you know, that's where a percentage of our marketing is pure brand. Like if you see our, our TV commercials right now for the holidays, we talk about our Florida King. It's this cute little story about our Florida Kings, uh, f- by the way, like 40 or 50% bigger than the California King. Little knock to the California King, you know, <laughs> saying that Florida's better. But uh, um, so, so you know, we have cute stories like that to just keep our brand, even if you're not in the market, we, we want to make sure you're, you you know, you're aware of our band, you're engaging with our brand and social. Uh, we're sending you catalogs and inspiring you. You know, we, we believe, in our, our customer data shows us our customers are always shopping. My wife is always shopping. She might've bought a new dining table, but we need to keep ad- advertising her, keep sending her new product looks, think of us first. So uh, there's a lot of different channels we use for a lot of different methods, but I think allocating a good chunk for branding is, is how we stay relevant uh, whenever that customer then eventually need has a, a true product need.
1: And Andrew, AJ asked you about a marketing pet peeve or a pet peeve within the furniture industry. A signature question we have here on the marketing stir is a LinkedIn pet peeve. So you're the president of City Furniture. I would imagine people are constantly reaching out to you on LinkedIn to get your attention. Uh, Hey, buy this, buy this, buy this. What is a pet peeve that you hate about that? And also on the flip side, what is a message that you respond to?
3: Yeah, so I I'm, I might just you know, my my volume of contacts might go through the roof right here, but so so first off, I respect like great sales uh, salespersons out there, I I really do. Um, so uh, I think what I hate is when they don't know who I am and they they put something in the message that clearly shows, you know, they they didn't even take an, a, a, a a second to really realize who they're speaking. Of. Sometimes, yeah, you know, right now I'm getting asked to open up uh, uh, franchises. I'm like. I own a furniture business. I'm like yeah. you know, or, or would you like I'm, to own your own business? Like, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. yeah I'm already like, good. Wow. You didn't even know. Now that might be an extreme example, but I would just say, just take the, just take another two or three seconds to really understand who you're talking about, or, or the, you really should take the appropriate time. And, and I think there's a lot of us out there who, who will, will, interact. And, uh, um, and uh, I, I do when, when it's done right, when it's personalized, when it's authentic, uh, it, uh, uh, I I will I will definitely entertain or make sure my team entertains a, a cool potential opportunity. But that that'd be some of the ones. To Good. Mind.
1: Well, well, see, I'm I'm uh, one of the lucky ones that were connected, so I love it. I love it. Yeah, so, thanks. and Andrew, just uh, as we wrap up here, you mentioned the wife, the family. What what have you been doing? What what do you do for fun?
3: You still golfing? Yeah, yeah. So my my kids are three, four, and five. And uh, <laughs> um, so. Wow. Uh, yeah sleeping's tough so uh and, yes. you know, go going through a pandemic's been um you know very exhausting so just spending time in family dinners you know my kids are playing sports now so uh just watching that has been you know amazing my kid my kid uh my oldest is getting into golf so that like i'm i'm trying not to be a helicopter dad and push him <laughs> you know so I'm i'm like praying he like actually likes golf you know i still play golf but uh nice but you know, I don't need much, just, just some good old family time together. And, and man, that just gets the juices going, the energy back flowing.
1: And now I don't know this, but your uncle and dad still involved in the
3: business around. So so my uncle actually passed in 2001. Uh, Mm -hmm. but, uh, um, my, my father's still, uh, you know, heavily involved and, um, um, but, but he's put 49 years of hard work. So I'm trying to take all the the, all the work off his plate. So he can, he can, he, he can, you know, help focus on the vision, the, the finding that future growth for us and, you know, uh, and our new properties and opportunities that we have. So, but he's, he's an unbelievable mentor to all of us uh, in our entire companies. But and I really think it's a blend of both. Like we got the young, youthful talent. He's got the amazing uh, expertise and, and history and, and together we make a really you know awesome team. i really, really like what we got going.
1: That's awesome. That's great to hear. Sorry about your uncle, but I I love what what you're doing. Your father, I know, is proud. Keep up the amazing work, Andrew. And this has been awesome. Go to cityfurniture.com. That's Andrew Koenig, the president of City Furniture. I am Vincent Petrofessa. That's AJ Gupta. This has been another episode of The Marketing Stir. Thank you. We appreciate you listening and talk soon.
0: Thanks for listening to the Marketing Stir podcast by Starista. Please like, rate, and subscribe. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, email us at themarketingstir@stirista.com. And thanks for listening.